0: Welcome to Parliamental, the podcast where I speak to my local MP and McLaughlin. Well, the political world seems to be in endless turmoil. <laughs> yes, it is. How are you doing? Anne?
1: I am on top of the world. The, you know, last week I thought to myself, what would make my life even better? I know a snap general election. That,
0: just, well, I know we say this every episode, but so much has changed since so the much last has show. Changed. So let's go Parliamental. Now, Anne, I was um, sitting down and we got a messaged message through on chat saying, tune into the TV in about five minutes, because something's about to happen. Theresa May's up to something. So we were thinking, <laughs> what is it? Is she being, Is going to reveal herself as a lizard person? What, you know, what's going on? And then bang, snap general election in six uh. weeks. So before we get into the, the hilarity of that, uh-huh. how did you find that out? Is there, is there like people whispering in the corridors in Westminster? Like, is there notes getting no. passed around the class?
1: See what happened was we came back from recess on Tuesday. That was Tuesday morning. So a uh, Tuesday we start at half eleven and we finish at half seven. Uh, well, the chamber starts at half yeah. eleven. So I was going in. I was aiming to be in for that time, um, but I didn't know that we were actually starting at half two, um, and so I was three hours early. And on my way in, we got a, an email from uh, to the whole team, told the SNP MPs saying rumours going around that Theresa May is making a statement at quarter past 11 turned out it was 11 might be about a snap general election and I thought ha, no it won't <laughs> oh. in fact what I thought was our chief Mike Weir told me that wouldn't happen and Mike never lies so this is not happening um, and then yeah so I went on uh, the the whatsapp chat and told all of you guys something's happening and I look back about 10 minutes later and people were talking about the 8th of June and I'm saying, no, no, that's just speculation. There might not even be a general election. And then you were all like, Anne, she was talking at 11, there is a general election. <laughs> I thought, oh no, no. I
0: mean, and and she did, she talked, it was funny because she was due at quarter past, but she came out like 11 on the button as if i mean the, the theories were going about that she was trying to catch people on the hops so and no one was ready to ask her questions because she basically made her state a horrible statement <sighs> if you listen to it spun on her heels and just disappeared mm. back in david cameron humming style just disappeared back into number 10 <laughs> um so when you found out that was confirmed like what goes through your head at that point because you obviously went through you're an mp you went through an election campaign in 2015 <laughs> probably 2014 running up to it as well You've got now that's going to be compressed into uh, how many weeks now? Six weeks? Six
1: weeks. So you've got yeah. to
0: balance that like, oh God, a big election campaign versus, well, it's only six weeks. So how what was your first feeling?
1: Well, my first feeling was um I don't have the energy. because um, you know <laughs> I can't do this, I don't have the energy. Um then my second thought was actually that means I have to be in Glasgow the whole time. Ah. I don't have to go to London. Mm-hmm. Um and so you know whoopee but um, I couldn't understand why she was doing it Um, and yeah it just felt like an irritation now I'm thinking well there's I've got two thoughts I love campaigning I love going out and I've been out campaigning the last couple of weeks practically every day for the council uh, elections and I love it and I love being in Glasgow, so that's good. But on the other hand, I stopped being an MP, I think it's a week on Tuesday, which means I can't help anybody anymore. All right. So we can continue the casework as long as it's on blank paper and doesn't have Anne McLaughlin MP on it. <laughs> but we can't take on any new casework. And yeah, so that's, that's a bit of a an issue. It means people don't have M- MP representation. And that's fine because they've got MSPs and they'll have councillors soon. But, on the other hand, there are certain things that only MPs can deal with because of the intransigence of the British government and some of their departments' refusal to deal with anyone other than MPs. So there's going to be a gap there. But, yeah, on the other hand, you know, I love campaigning and let's just see what happens.
0: You have been kind of um, consistent and you're saying you, you tend to enjoy being an MP in Glasgow more than you enjoy being an MP in London.
1: I'm sorry, London.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a nice place. <laughs> it's a nice place. It is. Um, but yeah, so so, you, and, and in that sense, I suppose that's a positive that you will, because you've, you've you've bemoaned the fact that you've had to be in London more than you planned over the coming weeks. Yeah. So at least you'll be in Glasgow, <laughs> but you'll be wearing your fancy new trainers. <laughs>
1: Yes, that was uh, your advice to me, Jerry. was you better get another pair of those um, leopard, leopard print. print trainers. And actually, I am going to order another pair because they're great for pounding the streets. Um, and they're the most comfortable trainers I've ever had, which I don't understand because they're only £8. But I am going to order another pair because I think I'll be using them quite a lot over the next. Mm, that
0: could be your new thing.
1: That could be my leper new print thing. Trainers.
0: Yeah. Talking about leopard print shoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Theresa May, um, when she made that statement about calling an election, one of the first things that kind of struck me was like how quickly she'd broken all promises about not having one. And, you know, and even the Fixed Parliament Act. Yeah. It was like, I was like, hang on, I have to Google the Fixed Parliament Act again because I I'm like, I'm sure this is not meant to make that, meant yeah. to make that, like, not happen. Um, but ultimately, the SNP decided to abstain mm-hmm. in that vote. And Alex Salmon wrote a really interesting piece in The Guardian a couple of days ago about the logic behind that and mm-hmm. maybe why Labour should have done it. Um, is, can I just
1: interrupt to ask, is that the piece that you tweeted and then Mary Black retweeted it and that got you all excited, James, I, might is have, that got, I might have got a wee bit excited.
0: <laughs> you might have opened the door to me dancing a wee bit and so say Mary Black's retweeted it. <laughs> Um, she did a proper retweet as well. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> Um Yeah, so when that decision was made to abstain, obviously the very quickly you're trying to think, because abstaining by that meaning that Theresa May needed um, two-thirds of parliament to get around the fixed yes. parliament to, to get a general election. So obviously a bit of debate and all that going around about abstaining. I think that was ultimately the best decision because mm. abstaining in that same way is the same as voting against. Only voting for it was actually a kind of negative step. Mm. And that's the trap into which Jeremy Corbyn ran. Yeah. I think that's quite disappointing, isn't it? To to facilitate because we we still could have had a general election but we could have maybe rubbed Theresa May's nose in it a wee bit more and forced it to go down a kind of vote on all confidence route.
1: Yeah, but we also could have said, Well look, you know, this Brexit thing's happening, uh, we can't afford to put the day job, in other words, the Brexit negotiations yep. that they're going to have to get a good deal for um, Britain, if you like. We can't afford to put the day job on hold as a, as a set of nations. We need the government that controls all of us to get on with the day job. And really, people are, are getting, <laughs> there is a wee bit of voter fatigue out there. Yep. And so the Labour Party could have said, well, no, I don't think this is the right time. And what is the point of it? So they could have they could have stopped it, but you know they didn't want to be seen. I guess they want to be seen to be looking as if they thought they weren't going to win. I guess that's what it was. Um, We abstained because uh, we're perfectly happy. For to put ourselves forward, but we didn't particularly want it. Didn't particularly want this general election, and I don't think, I don't think the time is now, Jerry.
0: Yes, I
1: think the time is not now. Well, but
0: like you're saying about getting on with a day job, um, <laughs> how, how expensive are these elections? The
1: hypocrisy um, is incredible, the, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and, and even from Theresa May's speech, I mean, if you if you boil it down to bullet points and try and be kind to her, ultimately she's saying, I need. This is what she said. Maybe, not, maybe not her actual motivation, but um, I need to be strong in these negotiations. You need to give, you need to empower me to do mm. it. And it's kind of like to do what? Mm. We still don't have any detail about what she's planning to do. So she's seeking a mandate for something before she's even like she's had a manifesto, if you like to kind of say what that mandate's mm-hmm. going to be. So any criticism and it's living like in Scotland about a referendum. We need to remember all this crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah, This is at, at least when we are trying to do that. We're actually. Delaying it till we've got a proposition, you know, making yeah. sure people are educated, yeah. timing it in such a way that it's actually a real decision. And she's sort of doing it right now when there's still no information. Uh-huh.
1: But there's one no for them and another for Scotland and that's the way it's always been and that's the way they would like it to always be. Hmm, that's a buzzer.
0: That was a buzzer and I saw a postie walk by.
1: Oh, well, he'll buzz other people. Yeah, buzz other people. He'll buzz other
0: people. Um, so, I mean, imagine that morning Westminster must have been a bit hectic. so so Theresa May just announced an election like what do you, like what happened because you're saying it starts at 11, like is everyone just in committee, just looking kind of vacantly at the wall, like looking at their phone, checking email Like, how how does that impact Westminster at that point?
1: Most folk weren't in actually, so I was down and uh, Graham had come down with me um, because, uh, just for a couple of days, because we had people coming on two different days who we'd said we'd give them a tour of the Parliament. And I obviously don't have time to do all that. It can be quite time consuming. I, I went to meet them, obviously, but he, so he came down. So he was ahead of me meeting them, and they were meeting at my office, which is across from Downing Street. So um, he said there was a bit of a kind of, oh, you know, a kind of, not a scrum exactly, but there was a bit of excitement. Down there. I arrived and uh, yeah, yeah, the people were just, there were not a lot of MPs in, but gradually as the day went on, they were coming in and there were, you know, people were just saying, oh, oh, how are you going to be What's your majority? (laughs) (laughs) And it's quite funny because um, lots of people ask me, what's my majority? And I now know my, my majority is about 9,700 or something. But I didn't know. I said, I Mm. don't know. I got the biggest swing in history, though, 39.3%. That's the figure you need to know. But mm. I couldn't tell you what vote I got and I couldn't tell you what my majority was. All I know is I won... So now, now I do know, but I, you know, I think a lot of people know exactly how many votes they got, and mm-hmm. uh, it's quite I, I suppose a
0: lot of people will have been caught in the hop because you, uh-huh. what well, you're saying is, as, as an MP, you're not potentially looking for re-election or a new your campaign for a couple of years, and suddenly mm-hmm. the people are suddenly going, actually.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. So yeah, it was a bit. Um, so I had, you know, there were lots of people in corners chatting to each other, no doubt, talking about their chances and all the rest of it. Yeah, and PMQs was quite fraught and all the rest of it. But yeah, it was a funny couple of days. So our guests that were there, um, you know, were kind of like, "Oh, we chose the right day." That's <laughs> an amazing day to get into Parliament when there comes a new
0: election. I know. I know. Um, so. so you're saying you you cease to be an MP? Is it next week? Week after? It's uh,
1: so it's round about the. F- Second of May, I think it is, which right now is a week on Tuesday.
0: So do you get locked out of your office and stuff? How does that? What's the no, you get it? locked
1: out of your London office. Your pass ceases to operate. There's, I mean, we're gonna get the full rules and regulations uh, this this week sometime so I'll need to read them but you can't, can't call yourself an MP you can't use your email address you can't um, your website has to have a statement on it saying this is a former MP um, I need to remove the references to being an MP on Facebook all oh, social media stuff like that um, and I can't take on new cases I can continue the staff as I understand it continue to work for the parliamentary bodies, so they can continue with the work, but um, I can't, I just, if I am the SNP candidate, I just have to go out campaigning.
0: Trainers back on. Yeah. So that's the point, actually, if you're, if Anne is your uh, local MP, if you're looking to get casework in, because I think you can continue casework that you're working on, but you can't take on new stuff. Yeah,
1: So I would say get it to me by um, Friday, whatever date the Friday is, before The last Friday in April, which is this coming Friday. Now, I've got um, a full day surgery in Milton on Thursday. And so you come to Milton Library to uh, the... The Glasgow club in the library and just ask for me uh, I think I'm going to be there for most of the day but certainly the team will be there so I've got that, I've also got a surgery on Thursday afternoon in Black Hill a surgery on um, tea time on Thursday in Deniston and I think I've got my spring burn surgery on the Friday morning. So I've got quite a lot of opportunities, but after that, we're not going to be able to take anything because everybody that comes to those surgeries, and there'll be quite a lot, there always is, we have to start that work before Parliament dissolves in order to represent them. Now, if there's anything that we can't do, we will get permission from the person to pass it to an MSP or... Well, we can't pass to a councillor because... Council elections. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think we can still pass to the existing councillor. So, but we'll discuss it with the constituent. But yeah, basically come to one of those things if you need me to do anything. And hopefully I'll be able to uh, pick up again because I get re-elected on the 8th of June. But there's no guarantees. So anything you want done, get it to me quickly.
0: And as you mentioned there, we've still got a council election. At the minute, yes. So that's another thing, and that's another uh, issue that we're all dealing mm-hmm. with at the minute. So there's council elections, and there's going to be a Westminster election. Now, as you were saying, your trainers are out more than off more than they are normally at the minute. You're out pounding the streets. How's that going? How's it? How how many times have you walked around Glasgow North East in various wards?
1: Oh, I don't know. Honestly, I mean the the second week of recess. Um, I just made sure that I've got five wards in my constituency, so I've got five wards and something like uh, 12 candidates. So I just made sure that I got around every ward that week, some of the wards I actually went to twice. Um, Yeah, we've been doing loads, but the council candidates themselves have been working the backsides off and we've got a number of people helping them. But I would say we need a last push and I really would appeal to SNP members, please get out and help your council candidates. I know that people traditionally say council elections are not that interesting, but not this time. This time, for me, the thing that really excites me is the possibility of winning Glasgow City Council, that's how we're going to make the big difference to people's lives. I can, I think I've said this before, I can get elected as an MP and I will fight for and I will speak up for this constituency, but I'm not going to be able to change the Tories. I'm not going to be able to, uh, on certain things, but it can take you, you know, it can take you a year to get one little concession out of them. But, On the council, uh, the council elections, if we take control of the council and it's no longer a Labour council, it's an SNP council, it'll be far more open, far more transparent. You know, our councillors, certainly in my area, we've got some incredible people. You know, ready to put their heads above the parapet, stand up for you, work with you, work with you. That's the important thing. Glasgow SNP Council Group will work with the people of Glasgow. And I really would appeal to members. We've got, we're putting out letters to people that have told us they're supporting us just now, but we've got thousands of them. As you can imagine, we're a bit more popular than we used to be, so we need (laughs) more people. So please have a look at... um, on Facebook and Twitter at Proven SNP and Maryhill Springburn SNP. Look on my uh, Facebook and Twitter account. I try to promote everything that's happening. Um, But please, please come and help. You won't regret it. You'll have a good time. And um, yeah. Just, just get out there and elect our counsellors. and just
0: to let people know. us, suppose there's different activities. You know, it's not all speaking to strangers in the street. Yeah. There's there's opportunities for you to speak to people who are already members and stuff, yes. and get a wee bit, or people who are already interested in SNP, so that mm. it's maybe not as scary just speaking to random strangers. Yeah. So there's plenty of different things people can do out there, depending yeah. on how you you can you can help stuff envelopes, you can work yeah. on the phone, whatever kind of yeah. makes you feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, just get in touch with. Um, I mean, you can see the calendar when it comes out, but getting. I mean, email me. I'm happy to but you know i'll need a new email address won't i but email me uh or artist email...
0: formerly known as Anna Gawkin, <laughs> MP.
1: MP. <laughs> well actually that reminds me i was at a party once you know i used to be an msp and then i wasn't and i was at a party once and i was talking to this girl it was a house over in the south side and she she had had quite a bit to drink um and i'd i was driving so i was Drinking orange juice, so you know what that's like for a start, right? So she was kept telling me these stories, and then she said, "Can I ask you something?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she said, "I'm not being funny, but didn't you used to be Anne McLaughlin MSP?" I was like, Graham reminds me of this all the time. Like, didn't you used to be somebody? And I was like, yes, well, I'm still her. Mm-hmm. I'm still me.
0: I think that goes back to something you said already when we started this podcast about that you've always kind of fought for, fought for change and been involved in lots of community groups. But then you get those two letters after your name and suddenly people mm-hmm. take a lot more notice. Yeah. So it'll be good if you can continue that after doing yeah. it and use, use that kind of like you're saying, because loads of people, it does give you that extra power. Even I... if you don't have, even if you can't directly influence it as an MP, you can't tell someone to do something, but you've got such kudos that actually you can use that to, to make change happen.
1: Well certainly in terms of helping constituents with their individual cases uh, it definitely helps definitely helps to have those two letters. I find that really annoying because if I say to the DWP you shouldn't have sanctioned this person that person's probably already said it to them and they say to the person no 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 we we're right to sanction you the sanction remains in place I say to them you shouldn't have sanctioned them because of A, B and C and I'm not saying they always agree with me but in many times they'll say oh yeah you're right about that well I'm not more right than that person was when they came to you themselves and i I find it a constant source of frustration but i just have to put the frustration behind me and say to myself look you know you're benefiting people having those two letters after your name is really useful to your constituents so just use it and i do use it but not for much longer
0: (laughs) and i saw i think it was in common space a couple of weeks ago or a week ago it was you and tommy shepherd had a joint paper out yes so do you want to tell us what that
1: is It was actually first published, it was commissioned by um, an online news website called Compass, which is a left-wing website. I don't really know much about it, but anyway, they asked Tommy and I to write about um, a progressive alliance and what... The SNP, they got MPs from every party to write about it. Well, every so-called progressive party. They included the Liberal Democrats, my goodness. Um, Anyway, uh, basically we were writing a paper on what contribution the SNP could make to a progressive alliance. And the point we were making was, it's too late for a formal, or even, well, we thought the general election was going to be years away. And by the time the general election came around, our referendum would have been out of the way, and we would have won it or that 's certainly what we were aiming for. So we were writing from that perspective. And we were saying it 's too late for any alliance in that respect in 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 an electoral sense, but not too late to work together and I think it was Tommy who wrote the final sentence, which was about you know you know the impact we 'd like to make. And the legacy that we'd like to leave and how if our when we leave the rest of the United Kingdom has become more progressive, that would be a very fitting swan song is how we put it. Um, and yeah, so that's how we were feeling at the time.
0: But yeah, one of the key lines in that is about this, this far off general election. <laughs> past 2020 or something
1: what a difference the day makes (laughs) but it was a a
0: really interesting paper and i recommend people go on and read it because it does kind of you you seek to dispel a lot of the myths Mm -hmm. about the snp yeah and also but point but not just dispel the myths from from your point of view but also point to like real parliamentary evidence about Mm -hmm. people who campaign for various things and actually how in westminster um, the snp are frequently seen as far more progressive yeah than than a lot of the kind of playwright uh, Labour Party.
1: Yep, yeah. and and I mean the audience was. Common Space took it, but um, the audience, uh, initial audience, they have a readership of um, forty thousand, I think, and it was primarily English left leaning uh, progressives who subscribed to it. So we were. That's the audience we were aiming at. People who might not necessarily know an awful lot about um, our brand of nationalism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I think we actually tackled that, the N-word. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so uh, it took a long time to write, over a number of weeks, um, and had we left it another few days, we'd have had to have rewritten the whole flaming thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Anne, what are you doing this weekend?
1: What do you think I'm doing this weekend, uh, Jerry? Sitting about. Yeah. Doing feet nothing. up. Watching X Factor Sorry, or whatever I'm, comes on I'm TV be on a Saturday i
0: bitch here. Tidy this table.
1: No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think when we um, send out Parliamental, we should put a picture of the table. Yeah, I've just, uh, I have just—I was just saying to you earlier that I've just given in. There's not a chance that this place is ever going to get tidied. It's like a bombsite. Well, what I... Love about it.
0: There's, there's <laughs> mul- there are multiple, like... <laughs> Political leaflets manifesto, <laughs> like it, it is what you think, imagine it to be.
1: Bits of laptops, bits of laptops, was... kit, training materials for canvassing.
0: A fire hazard, the whole thing.
1: A big pile of letters that I've not opened for two weeks. No, what I'm doing is, um, so right now I am going to the Euro Cafe on Duke Street to meet some of our activists, and so are you. Yes, it's me. and grab some lunch, and then we're going out. And we are doing a bit of jump and shout for the council candidates and we're delivering supporter letters. And then tomorrow we're delivering more supporter letters. And then the next day we're delivering more supporter letters. Yeah, this this is it. This that's is it. this is it the, for the rest of time.
0: The trainers are on and they're no coming off. <laughs> eh. Anyway, that's us at the end of another episode of Parliamental. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can contact us on Twitter at Parliamental Pod, Facebook, search for Parliamental and via email at parliamentalpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review if you like the show. Anne and I'll be back in a fortnight, probably after another thirteen elections.
1: Well, maybe we'll be back before then. Because there's a lot,
0: there's a lot, there's a lot going on.
1: Yeah, I think we should do a wee. I think we should do a wee introduction to some of the council candidates because they are fabulous
0: and they're very good on microphone. But we'll be back. That's yeah, we'll the important. Yeah, we'll point. we'll be back. I think. Yeah, I think we'll put some maybe more wee, wee shorter ones. Yeah. See if the campaign's gonna. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.
1: Bye.